Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Tell y'all, I don't know if y'all uh, ever heard of this app called Turo. T U R O. Yeah, dude, it's like Uber for cars. Yeah, we use it. We use it. We used it for the Chattanooga trip, and it was amazing. Um, shit, they don't need a sponsor us for me to give them a shout out because that it was a pretty smooth, very smooth experience. Um, I don't know if you've ever used it before. Yeah, I've used it. I like it. Used it a little while now. Yeah, the the guy literally left the uh... He parked Hertz or whatever, yeah. The Hertz or yeah, Plus like it's a said, rip off if you rent through Hertz. They give you a minivan for like fifty bucks a day. Yeah, dude. And I was like, babe, no, it's in the garage already waiting for us. Like the keys are in the car and stuff. And we can just go pick it up. I mean, it was pretty smooth. And then I parked it right back in there. He actually kind of popped up like, hey, what's up, man? I was, he was a real nice guy. He's like, yeah, I really like doing this because I remember one time a few years ago, me and my family were in a bind. And it would have been so perfect to have this service. And so I, I kind of like to do this for yeah, the give back yeah essentially and dude it was how many days was it thursday friday saturday three-ish days and it was maybe 250 bucks maybe what y'all get for a car it was like a 2021 or 2022 toyota camry like it was brand new brand spanking new it was nice Oh, bro, I go, I go for the, the nice cars. Bro, I, I wanted the Tesla. I wanted to get bro, a yeah, Tesla. That's what you gotta do it. You gotta, you gotta get but the Tesla. Mia just, it was just a little bit more expensive, a little bit more, and she was just like, "We don't need a Tesla." And I was like, "Of course, I need it. I need it. I need to test try it myself. I need to see what the hype is myself." Yeah. There's no better way. I mean, they've got nice cars in here. I mean, a 4 Series BMW, 2016, 81 bucks a day. Yeah, it's... BMW it's... X6, 2017, X6 is a nice car, $91 a day. Your three-ish days, I mean, spend the extra $100 and drive a badass car. Like, get an experience out of it, you know? But if I you're think... Gonna, if you're going to get a Camry, you might as well just go through Hertz. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my logic with it. The the thing is, I I think when I booked it, because I booked it the rental car so ahead of time, I think I booked it before she decided that okay, I think we're gonna go through the relocation company and not not take the lump sum. Because mm. so I think if she would have had made that decision by then when I rented the car, I think she would have said, "Screw it, like we have a whole budget, you know? Yeah, we got to use it." So screw it but got a camaro in here for 88 bucks a day camaros are fun to drive Mm -hmm. next time though i was a little worried too with the tesla like how the fuck am i supposed to charge it like how does that work because i have no idea um it's it's got the little screen it like pulls it up in the car 
that's what's so sick is whenever you map a drive because i almost bought one when you map a drive out like instead of using like apple maps or whatever mm -hmm. you go through the tesla machine and it will map out exactly where you need to stop and it's the most efficient route so and it'll tell you if you map something like okay you can't go this route because you'll run out of juice you'll run out of like you know gas or whatever you call it juice <laughs> yeah so it's pretty neat i like it but next time for sure next time because I wanted it so bad, and they're they're a pretty good price too. Those Teslas, there was a few of them. But there's one right here, Model Three, 2018 for 93 bucks a day. I mean, that's right around what you spent. Yeah. yeah. A7 2017 A7 for 134 a day. That's nasty. But it's not also black that, A7. I realized too, I didn't have to deal with this because I am now old AF and oh, 26 yeah. years old, but. One of the good things too is they let you rent a car out if you're under 26. I mean, they'll oh, hit you wow, with a, yeah. they'll hit you with a fee. Oh yeah. But honestly, it's it's not too too bad. It's maybe fifty to a hundred dollars, somewhere in that vicinity. But I mean, if you go through Enterprise Hertz, they don't even let you rent a car. So it's like. If you're under that age and you're trying to rent a car for a trip or something, I mean it's it's nice to have that option of if I just pay a hundred extra hundred bucks, I could rent a car versus yeah, these companies aren't even gonna let me do it at all. Yeah. Damn, they so they'll let you like in Houston, I just typed in Houston, got a I eight twenty sixteen for two sixty a day kind of sick that'd be a cool that'd be a cool car i mean so i think about it like this like it's a cool opportunity that you can take the day pay 260 dollars and like drive the fuck out of it like it doesn't matter you pay for the gas at the end of the day and you don't speed where you're gonna get caught and you can it's 260 dollars for the whole day to just have fun but they've got yeah. a bentley bentiaga in here bentiaga i don't know how to say it i'm not a bentley guy 2019 598 a day <laughs> nasty no new corvettes though just like corvette cool corvette. cars maseratis but yeah it's it's a it's a very service. very dope service uh very smooth too don't have to deal with the dumb car companies wait there for oh it's horrible checking at the desk at the airport like yeah hi my name's david terrible you might know me cowboy canella uh, <laughs> I uh, I wonder if they have um, a truck on here. I wonder if it's more. So it's sixty two dollars. If I were to just like go and rent a truck for just today. Oh, and also that just popped up in my head. Like me and I don't have trucks. So what if one day we just need to move some stuff across town, like that we can't fit in our cars? Well, I'll tell you right now if it's price competitive with U-Haul. That's what I was gonna do a price comparison. Uh -oh. I was like, just rent a, rent a truck. Rent somebody's truck. Shit. What? Can, I wonder if you could rent it out for just like a couple hours. <laughs> no, that's what you can do. That's what I was looking at. I'm comparing the two. Because U-Haul has a horrible reputation with like trying to get a truck. Any, any, any of the... The thing is, it's you're dealing with a whole ass company that's just like, blah 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 when, when they you, have all these fees and crap that you don't like when you go through turo it's literally like 
it's just you and that person, you know, there's a single person that's lending you the car. So it's like, you just kind of deal with them and it makes everything a lot personal and yet smoother. So it's, it's 20 bucks for an eight foot pickup truck rental but it's plus 70 cents a mile. So let's say you do, let's do 75 miles. It's probably like three trips of wherever you're going. So it's $52 if you go 70 miles plus $20. So you're at 70 something dollars for a U-Haul pickup. And I'm looking at a 2019 Ford F-150 for $80 today. That's pretty pretty good, if you ask me. Pretty comparative. The yeah, thing is, I would I would definitely take the truck. The, the thing is, for me, when when you're renting a car, you're going on a trip renting a car. Like the price for our brand new Camry that we were able to drive around on Hertz Enterprise, wherever. I mean, that price would have been one of those mini cars, <laughs> those little compact cars. Yeah. Yeah, you got to squeeze your stuff in and whatnot. It was pretty cool for the Camry, the new Camry. Um, so it has the, as a lot of cars do, have the lane detection. Even my Accord has it, mm-hmm. but my Accord has a more dumbed down version. It's just like it detects when you're swerving out of the lane, and then gives me a beep 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 when I do. So this one it essentially is the same thing, but when it detects me swerving it i can feel the car put itself back into the lane going straight like straight with the lane and i was just at first i was i was kind of like i thought it was just the steering on because it it happens a lot on um when you're saying you're on a freeway and your freeway is kind of has a mean curve to it and you're going kind of fast i thought it was just kind of the steering but then it kept happening and i i was just like man i drive a lot so I should know, like, I'm, I should be kind of swerving into the next lane slightly. But it's actually been the car putting, keeping me in the lane. And I was just like, yeah. dude, that's pretty, it's pretty badass. But it was bad when I got back to Texas and drove my car. Because you started leaving. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that. I got so used to that safety of, like, if I do, like, kind of just lean over a little bit the car putting me back into place i was over here in my car like oh shit wait i don't have that camera anymore <laughs> like i need to chill bro i need to actually like focus and i was kind of thinking i was like i wonder with when a car has this feature does it make it like i mean i, I i'm not trying to this is a weird thing to say but is it dwi proof dwi proof no i mean obviously not essentially but i don't i don't really know but i assume one of the main reasons ask this question then or answer this question because you're right like they're swerving or whatever and you're like that would be the reason they pull you over if you're behind the wheel of a tesla and it's driving you home is that dwi because you're technically not driving but you're sitting in the driving seat I believe the way it was explained to me is 
if you are sitting in the driver's seat and you have the keys in your possession, like on your person, you are technically you have the intent of driving so they can charge you with dwi because you have the intent of doing it you work for jim adler for a while like this i mean honestly you should probably come across yeah. this pretty often well this was before cars were driving itself. yeah I'm, I'm, you know I've, I'm, um, but i would think me personally i would agree with that that it is driving under the influence because essentially you never know what might happen to where you have to actually take control of the car. And I don't know, Tesla, do Teslas know when you're getting pulled over? Like when the cops lights come on and you got to pull over and stop, do the cop, do the test, does the Tesla know that? I don't know. That's a good question. Cause, cause if it doesn't, that means you have to take over, which means by the time they pull up to your car, they know you're you're driving, so you're driving under the influence. Do you feel? Yeah, I feel you. I'm like reading some stuff right now. The problem is, I never drove a Tesla, so I don't. It's it's hard for me to sit here and say, but I feel like it it, it has to be. There's no way it can't be. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a pilot, you know. Even though the plane's on autopilot, I think what i heard <laughs> i don't know if it's true but i've heard planes just on autopilot doesn't mean the pilot could just be drunk yeah there, there's no like loophole for this they're trying to say like this this way it's like it's semi-autonomous driving systems and it shouldn't be used alone like being asleep or whatever but at the end of the day i think that it, it, you can imagine tesla's stock or Tesla's sales going through the roof if it was discovered that you can't get a DWI if your Tesla's on autopilot on the way home from the bars. I mean, everybody would buy a Tesla. <laughs> I mean, that's the that biggest would, fear of driving to the bars. <laughs> that would be a big marketing point. Oh, Tesla. God, yeah. You don't have to get an Uber anymore. Get the car to fucking drive you home. Exactly. But like I mean, sold. there's there's just no way that... I mean, you think about all the regulations, the red tape that they would have to go through to get that. I mean, that's like a super loophole. Well, I mean, is there a way for the car to drive itself without you being in the driver's seat? No, I think you have to you have to be in the in the car like you can't hop over into the passenger seat. And yeah, ride. So that probably won't be a thing until cars can actually like legit drive themselves like <laughs> I don't know, like super high tech shit drive themselves where you don't even have to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. So you have to, yeah, it ha the seatbelt has to be buckled. And I imagine if the seatbelt has to be buckled, then there has to be a weight that they feel like, like whenever mm -hmm. it's the, the airbag is off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's kind of their way around that. Put put Bella and put Willow in the, in the driver's seat with the seat buckle her up. in. Buckle her in. Greatest meme of all time. That would be what that is. It's hard do to beat all, all the Will Smith ones, but do all Teslas drive themselves? No, it's a ten thousand dollar upgrade. That was my breaking point right there. Is the car itself that I had designed was the long distance one. It was and they don't sell used. There's no there's no 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Tesla specific, there's no Tesla manufactured used vehicles. You only buy new vehicles from Tesla. If you're going to buy a used Tesla, it's from a third party. So that automatically was like, okay, shit, I have to buy a new car. Um, but the can reason being it? is, uh, what's that? Can you lease it? Yes, but the leasing program is not competitive with other programs, in my opinion. Just because, again, like, so I got a long distance one, and I could probably design it really quick here. It's really easy. But you get the long distance one. I had like the one step up upgraded rims, one step up upgraded uh, speakers. I think it was like 47K without the autopilot and no taxes included, no shipping, no anything. There's like 47 right there for just basically a base model Tesla, like white with upgraded speakers and one upgraded set of rims. But there's like three, I think three tiers of rims or I'll pull it up here in a second. And then you tack on the 10K for the assisted driving, but it wasn't even assisted driving. Doing more research about it, the Genesis and the Hyundais, which I think they're in the same family, uh, have a more advanced driving uh a self autopilot autonomous whatever you want to call it driving system than tesla does that's that's what a lot of people say i'm not a huge tesla guy so i don't know much but when i was doing my research looking for my car i have now that's what i came across i just couldn't like i couldn't bring myself to purchase a car that like the one feature i really wanted was 10 extra grand like in this car one of the features I really wanted was uh, wireless charging. Like I want to be able to put it in the car and it charge. And that has a little pad. The reason I bought a Mercedes instead of a, an Audi is because the Audi, you had to upgrade the whole package. So you had to, like they have different tiers, right? And the top tier, like their black tier, was the only one that had the wireless charging. Like you couldn't get it a la carte. With Mercedes, you can a la carte the entire car. You can build it, customize it, whatever. So that was like huge for me. I was like, okay, I don't want to pay 12 extra grand to get self-charging, but if I go to Mercedes, I pay $500 and it comes with it. Just like the same thing. Like I removed XM radio from my Mercedes because I was just like, I'm not going to listen to XM radio. Saved like a grand there. Meanwhile, in Audi, I got all these additional features. I was like, I don't really... Now, granted, I really, I drove both of them and I have to be honest, I think I liked driving the Audi more, but... It's just hard to sell me when I have to pay so much extra money to get such a simple feature that I want. <laughs> yeah. It's... I'll, I'll go through the Tesla thing though. Right now. I didn't I didn't, I didn't I didn't know you can well, I just never looked into it. I probably should have known you could just go in there and do the fun like uh back in the day when you go to Nike.com and build your like shoe. Yeah, shoe. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm... I did this for Tesla and I went in and was like looking at them and getting a feel for them. I like the way they look. I think they're put together kind of, yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah, they're not luxury vehicles and they're not really like speed demon vehicles, I guess, like build wise, like build quality, how they look. So they're kind of that weird in between where it's like very advanced, but also looks kind of strange. Uh, yeah, here you go. So model three long range, uh, so the base the base model is forty two seven. Uh, the long range model three is is just over fifty. Uh, and if you get the performance, which is I think it's so it's like a, a little less miles, but the top speed goes up by like twenty, and the zero to sixty goes from four point two to three point one. So it's the performance that's fifty seven, almost fifty eight. 
So you're seeing 8K difference between base, long range, and then the performance. So I'll just go long range. So every color besides the traditional like gray and white is an extra grand. The blue one is a grand. The solid black one that you see everywhere is 1500 and the red, for whatever reason, is 2K. Wheels are 1500. I've seen this before. How much are them butterfly does? I think that's only on the X or one of the ones. I think so. SUV kind of. Yeah. So when I looked, it was 10K for the self driving. It's now 12K. So if I do all of it, the performance with no additional interior, it's just black. It's just black. The wheels, the upgraded sport wheels, because the original one looks weird, 1500. If I just do regular black, Matt, continue payment, 70K for a Model 3. Because I want, and I got the, like I said, the, the long range, which I feel like you have to get. You can't get just a base model because you have to get the long range. And then I got the self-driving. The other stuff, I could strip it down, but it's $70,000 for that car. My car is, I got an incredible deal on that. It's not half that price, but it's its pretty close. Like, it's not, it's not bad. The pricing I got for my car is crazy. So I really wanted it at one point because you save so much money on gas. I don't drive very much, but I would if I had a situation like this. I know plenty of realtors that drive them because they pay like nothing in gas every year. Because they drive all these houses and they just charge it, but so worth in that case, I guess. I'm kind of curious, how much does it bump up your electricity bill, though? Not much. So that was one of my big questions going in. Like, you can you pay per like kilowatt, mm-hmm. and per kilowatt, it's like a certain amount of cents. Like, I can look it up, but it would take me long. So I'm just like at add. your house and stuff. Yeah, like so it's a part of your electricity, but like you hook it up, right? You just. You have the charger or whatever in your house and you charge it. But like, like anything else. Yeah, but I think it's like five dollars extra a month or ten or fifteen dollars extra a month. It is a fraction oh, of what you pay in gas. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. So I think setting it up is the most expensive part. Uh you can get seven seats in the X. Jeez. I think. Uh pretty dope i think all the x's come with the batteries that or the 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 doors that flip up the x is that's the the one that's like the kind of crossover looking one it's 110k for the base model because they got that butterfly doze i know right but it's just like that that was what got me with this is like man am i really gonna spend you know seventy thousand dollars on a car that like when i can go get a mercedes for the price i got it it's, it's stupid now oh. they take GTA money. Ooh, that's easy money. Yeah, right GTA 100, money. 110k. That's nothing. I don't think I would. I would get that one. The X. That's what Lizzie's dad got the X, and I mean he likes it, but I think it's just kind of like I don't know. Tesla's cool, but it's almost like a fad to me. Like they make great vehicles. I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Like big time Elon Musk fan. But it's just it's just so like trendy right now to have a Tesla. You know, it's almost a fad. <laughs> yeah, and, and also just I mean, main thing for me, gas prices are so high at the moment. It's just like Did you see having an electric, electric car right now? Huh? 
Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Having an electric car would be crazy. Yeah. Did you did you see California? Nah. Uh billion dollars. The good thing is though, I don't know if you know this, they are slowly but surely kind of coming down again. Like slowly but surely. So yeah, Governor Governor Gavin Newsom, who is the California governor, proposes a nine billion dollar tax refund bill. So essentially According to the governor's office, the refunds would include $400 for each reg- registered vehicle that an individual owns, up to two vehicles. That means Californians who own cars could get up to $800 from the state to help offset record high gas prices. I think it's got to be the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, you're really going to pay all your citizens $400? Like, their gas prices are $6 a gallon. So that gets you... 66 gallons, which is three Phillips for $9 billion. I just don't think that like the risk of that, like that doesn't make any sense to me. What do you think? Well, all I know is Texas doesn't have state income tax. So that's right. <laughs> what is a state income tax? Tuh. Wouldn't right. know about that. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know, dude. It's, I, I'm just waiting for, you know, obviously now because of Tesla being the front runner in this electric car thing. Yeah. All these companies are now starting to come out with their electric car. So eventually it'll get to the point where maybe they'll, the, the, the prices will drop. They'll be more competitive and whatnot. Um, it's kind of interesting to see if that'll like the trend for getting an electric car will increase in the next decade or so because if that's the case then that's less people buying gas now now i just thought of this how about this what if everybody just keep boom 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 one by one over time just keeps going electric 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 so these electric companies are like all these fools going electric, they need electricity to charge their cars. Let's bump up the them kilowatts uh, rates. And then next thing you know, it's uh, everybody's trying to go back to gas. <laughs> Regular car, gas yeah. cars. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what do I think about that? I think like anything too much of one thing is never a good thing. You know, everything in moderation. And I think if everybody switched to electric cars, I don't know Which, how I'd feel about that. I don't know about everywhere else, but in Texas, eh. nah. it's just like I've talked to so many people that work in oil and gas or work in energy of some form or fashion, and everybody tells me that a there's been some serious conservative sided views that I've heard at the you know rodeo of all places you'd imagine <laughs> uh, about how it's uh, equally as destructive to produce the amount of energy on the electrical side than it is natural gas or gasoline it's equally as destructive to the environment like doing both it's just it looks quote cleaner that's the very conservative no research side that i've heard um my my thought process is man is like to replace an energy source that we've used for so fucking long 
like to completely nix it and just demonize it and make everybody switch is just the dumbest thing ever. I mean, there's never, at least in our lifetime, I don't think there's going to be something that replaces gas fully, like 100%. There'll always be some usage of gas in something. Like you have to. I mean, just replace that. I work, I technically work in energy too. I mean, natural gas. So it's now I can tell you right now, natural gas ain't going nowhere. Um, Yeah. We need natural gas. It's a lot better, cheaper, and efficient than if you're all electric. um, Definitely. For your heat sources. So, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. If anything, I would market it in a way of, hey, guys, you know, gas and oil, that's a, if we go back to fifth grade or whatever, it's a renewable or non-renewable? Non-renewable resource. Mm-hmm. It's going to expire eventually. Yeah, and I think that's that's the angle. I I feel like if you're gonna take, you got to take that angle because it's just like you can't demonize oil and gas. It's just, especially down here in Houston, so many people like the refineries and everything. There are too many people that rely on oil and gas. And I'm not talking about like billionaires and stuff. I'm talking about just regular middle-class hardworking people that rely on oil and gas. And I I feel like that's why we have a different perspective. Whereas some Cali, some Cali, Cali dudes. Yeah. They they don't know. They don't, they don't live in a city like that. They live in the city of uh, stars and ooh la la. And, uh my <laughs> one of my family members i won't rat him out but one of my family members he calls california the land of fruits and nuts <laughs> i think it's semi-accurate <laughs> essentially so the land of fruits and nuts yes they don't have an understanding of oil and gas like we texans do we're our, especially houston dude we are like that's all we do here everybody works in oil and gas here it's crazy especially if you're Dude, if you go on the south side of Houston, it's literally almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. At least 60% of people you run into, they probably work somewhere in oil and gas down there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is crazy just to think about the idea of people wanting to get rid of that market. It's like all of those people they're not going to find a job in electricity and renewable energy. Like that's not you can't just like nix one market and then expect the competitive competitor market to open up all those job fillings that they that would be required to transfer all those people so they don't become unemployed like that it doesn't work that way i Mm. wish it did like it'd be the same idea as if all of a sudden we didn't do radio and everybody had a podcast it's like well you know saturation not really a need like if everybody had a podcast what am i supposed to listen to in a truck exactly yeah like it's just too much what are you gonna do people fall through the cracks same idea i feel like it's gonna be one of those situations where i remember when they first started putting out um self-checkout at grocery stores yeah when they first started putting out um in mcdonald's and whatnot where you just the touch screen order thing yeah Everybody's freaking out. Oh my God. All these people are going to lose their jobs. And I mean, did look realistic, but 
at the end of the day, I think it's just you need people. Ultimately. Yeah, like you I think there'll help. always be somebody in a store like that, but that will replace fast food workers one hundred percent. I think so. Just like electric car or uh, autonomous cars, especially truck drivers, like their jobs are in jeopardy in our lifetime for sure. People always like to take it to the extreme, though. Like, God, five years. Well, I don't, I don't think in our lifetime. I don't know. Truck. It's going to take a long time for trucks because it's just that's dangerous. You can't have be having shit malfunction. And even then, um, I think I saw some video or I forgot what I was watching. Maybe the news. But I don't really watch the news, so I don't I don't know. I don't know where I saw this at, but there there is a self-driving 18 wheeler. And there is a trucker that, quote unquote, drives or I guess supervises this 18 wheeler that drives itself. But even then, I feel like it'll be like that situation. The truck may be able to drive itself, but there will still be somebody behind the wheel because it's technology. You can't just it's going to something's going to malfunction sometime somewhere. And yeah, you can't just fully trust it, right? That's not how it works. Now you can you can use the technology to make it easier on your truck driver for the truck driver, so that way you know, because obviously they're most of the time they're driving damn near across country and whatnot. So you know, it'll make it easier. They don't have to maybe they don't have to stop. So make it it makes it more efficient if you're the owner of the truck. It's more efficient for you because it gets to the destination quicker. Things like that. But I until cars actually start fully just autopilot straight up, there's no way in hell trucks are even close to 18 wheelers or even close to they're the last domino to fall, you think? Yeah, on the ground just, at least yeah it's it's a you gotta you gotta step by step you gotta get the the little smart cars first because yeah, the consumers yeah the little smart cars because they're not gonna hurt anything uh then you go up all the way up and then 18 wheeler jets you know whatever yeah we'll see what happens should be interesting but you wanted to they changed the rules the nfl changed the rules is that right? Yeah, they approved the uh, for overtime. Uh, yeah, I saw. Oh, yeah. I just saw one like a little push notification about it. But did you you looked up more into it? Yeah, it's essentially um, instead of the if the first person that gets it scores a touchdown, game over. Now in the postseason, each team is guaranteed a possession. I like that. I guess I don't know. It's. I it right now I'm kind of like eh, I kind of don't like it, but then I think back to the Bills versus the Chiefs, and I'm like, man, I wish Josh Allen would have would have had a chance. To yeah, had an opportunity. Yeah. Now, don't do this, NFL. Please do not approve this for the regular season. We do not need to see this in the regular season. No. <laughs> we don't. Um, so approving this just for playoffs is fine. I I I'm okay with that. I I think they kind of should have mixed in some uh like college football overtime rules. I don't know, make them go for two. Like, I think that make them go for two is a good idea. 
At first, I was kind of against that, but I, I think it's a good idea overall. But I guess it's like each get a possession, and then if there isn't a, it's still tied, then next score wins. But I don't know. I just feel like that kind of blows. But at the same time, I th- I'm trying to put myself in that position in the playoffs. And I feel like I would prefer that better. Okay, well, here's the question then. Can you have the same set of rules for college and NFL? Because I, I, I agree with you that they should do the two-point conversion rule in the playoffs and overtime. Or are you just talking in general, like regular season overtime, like it should be the college football rules? Um, I don't know about regular season overtime. I mean, I... I think it probably has to be the same, like has to be the same design for both playoffs and regular season. Maybe some I just huge wonder, okay. changes. In, fo- in pro football, why don't they do the, the college thing? Put it on the 25 or whatever, and then, you know. That's what I'm asking, though. Do you think, like, they're, I'm not sure. I'll look it up while you're, you're giving your opinion, but do you think that they can have the same rules? Like, is there a rule against having the same rules in college and in the NFL? There isn't, but I, I just... I don't know. I I guess hmm, I, I, I just don't understand the thought process behind it. Uh, I guess because the original rule was just intent to be sudden death. Um, just first team to score. You got to remember for the longest time, you could have, they didn't change this uh, first possession. Uh, if it's not a touchdown, you still get the, the other team gets a gets the ball until what like five six years ago so pretty recent so all the decades before that overtime has always been you can go down the field get in field goal range and just kick a field goal and win the game so i i don't see a rule about it i'm really curious about that now why don't they just take the college football rules like why are college football rules different than pro football? Money. Uh, well, <laughs> but this guy said money. Well, <laughs> mostly money. That's what, I guess that's the bottom line. I mean, also, the it's different level of competition. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do not know. Okay. But, not sure if I trust this man, but kind of interesting here. This is Quora.com. Robert Goodman, his title is Current Coach, Historian of the Game. The way he starts this out makes it sound really believable, So, but we'll fact check it as we go along. Originally, there was just one football rules committee. Originally, the Intercollegiate Football Committee. It went underwent some brief schisms in the 19th century, but emerged in the 20th as a consensus authority on what American football was to be since it was collegians who inaugurated it and who played the most prominent and prestigious football in the USA, it was geared to satisfy their needs and survived even the formation of the NCAA. Keep going. Uh, It's like NFL rules had basically the same goals as amateur rules, but with a greater emphasis on spectacle and less on safety. There were times the NCAA, when the NCAA, considered making or not making changes where one choice or the other might make or keep the game more interesting. 
but a less interesting choice was made in interest of safety. The NFL made the other choice. That makes sense. So they're more focused. Like it's just by design over the course of time. It sounds like there was originally a, a, like a set of rules. And then the NFL was formed because we're talking 19th century into 20th century. So that's late 1800s, early 1900s. And we move into the NFL just celebrated a hundred years. So they're in the 1920s. So college football must've started before the NFL, if I'm correct, based on that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just changed the rules based on whether it was more interesting for the NFL. And probably some people thought it would be interesting if they made the overtime dumb, like they did just like NCA kind of ruined overtime when it came to six or seven overtimes. And there was a limit now it really sucks. So LSU versus A&M. <laughs> it was the longest game until the next year. It was like Purdue, Wisconsin or some shit like that. I think it was, I know, I think it was Illinois that was involved in that. Um, we really miss Alejandro on, game, on days like this. <laughs> Illinois. Illinois, I know Penn of, State, yeah. Ah, I knew it. Uh, yep. I, yeah, fuck it. NFL, just do college rules. That's, I think that's interesting. Overtimes. The thing is, it's quick, easy, and to the point. Because I I don't want to watch a team kind of have to drive all the way down field and punt it. I don't. The thing is, I don't want to see regulation gameplay anymore. I already had four full quarters. I want to see bang, 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 bang. Put y'all on the twenty-five yard line. Who can score? Who's going to come up clutch? Who's going to fuck it up? I just, why not do that? Why not just like, you know what? Not even. I was going to say maybe they'll try it out in the, when the XFL starts up again. USFL. USFL starts here in a couple weeks. No, I meant the XFL, the one The Rock bought. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's the other one. I don't know when they're starting. Because I think because I think I'm pretty sure there was a deal made between the NFL and XFL where I don't know the exact April 16th uh, is when the USFL starts. I don't know the exact literature on the deal, but from what I got and can recall, essentially they're going to use the XFL in the way that the NBA use uh, uses the G League. Um, yeah, there was, I remember saying that or seeing that not only in the way with, uh, with players, but also with, um, testing out different rules, rule sets and whatnot. But the thing is we already have college football, which is like, they're, they're doing yeah. it. <laughs> so there, you, that's why I was kind of like, wait, no, you know, it's already being done. In college football, why do you you don't need to test it? Again? It looks like it looks like the USFL or the XFL is kind of interchangeable on which one is going to be the feeder. But I imagine both of them are going to be tier two football, so they're both going to be feeders. But the yeah, XFL but only, will come back next year, and USFL only one, starts April sixteenth. But only one is owned by the Rock. Come on, yeah, that's true. I <laughs> I loved the XFL, dude. And one of my articles that got published was by about the XFL. It was about PJ Walker. Dude, COVID fucked up the xfl it did bro i was a big xfl fan 
practices and all. We're we're about to win a championship. We were Houston rough roughnecks. Yeah, roughnecks. We were the city of Houston. We were about to experience championship football, and then COVID fucked it all up. Yeah, and COVID messed it up. But it'll be interesting to see. Did you know the final score to that nine overtime game between Illinois and Penn State? Keep in mind, ours was uh, 146 between. Yeah, 146-74-72. Yeah. Can you guess what the Penn State was? Illinois, Penn State. By the way, Penn State was number seven. 18-18. That's Big Ten football for y'all. They went nine overtimes, and the final score was 18-18 is what I'm looking here. I guess it would have been probably 2018, I guess, is what the final score would have been. But as of eight overtimes, up here, yeah, 1818, and then they score, yeah, Illinois score. So it's 2018 after five or nine overtimes. <laughs> that's so boring. Oh my God. That's, that's, it's, that's an unnecessary amount of stress for how boring it is. You know, the, the scales right there are not right. At least mm-hmm. our game was stressful and exciting. Mm-hmm. Game of the year. Yeah, Pretty but, sure we're uh, the last one to give to beat Joe Burrow in college. Not sure, but I'm pretty sure we were. I think so. Yeah, I uh, I'm happy that they made the change to the rules in the playoffs. Um, you know, there was definitely that moment in the Chiefs Bills game that I thought that Josh Allen should have gotten the ball. I thought that was like, you know, and and it caused that huge ruckus in in the championship game between the chiefs and tampa no not tampa the uh, Bengals. Bengals. you're right Bengals. in wrong division or wrong conference um but it caused that huge like kerfuffle is the word that came to mind about when they flipped the coin and all the chiefs fans went nuts because they won the coin toss and that was so lame yeah. i thought that was i remember coming on here and being upset about that because it was so lame like you're getting excited over a coin toss like you won the game it's not I mean, fair. It's not competition. My, my hat, if my team had Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I would be cheering it's too. It's true. And only one opportunity, one chance. Because literally it just happened the week before. They just experienced what happened yeah. when, when the coin tossed. And um, thankfully that uh, the Bengals prevailed. I honestly think the only reason this rule, that reaction during the postseason and this rule was made was because the Chiefs are the one that won that game because of that and nobody wanted the chiefs to win i guarantee you if it goes the other way around if the bills win that coin toss go downfield win that game wouldn't still be talking about it wouldn't be a rule mm-hmm. change i guarantee you because that was because that, that was is there that many haters over the chiefs already though yes they've won one super bowl Yes, but they're they're always there. It's Patrick Mahomes. People are tired of Jackson Mahomes. Uh, I'm so tired of Jackson Mahomes, but it, I don't just, think they're going to be incredibly relevant next year. I really it's just, don't. It's just one of those things. It's like uh, it's like the KD Warriors. You know, nobody nobody liked them. <laughs> That's fair. I liked them because it was good basketball. I didn't like the, how it got to that point, but it's kind of the same thing as like LeBron. Like I didn't like the Miami Heat because that. But I liked watching him because it was the best basketball you can watch. Okay, the Miami Heat were different. I don't want to get too into it, but it's so different. Because Wade, Bosch, and LeBron were 
before they got together, were all on three separate teams. So when they came together, they had to learn. There was a, a growing pains and whatnot. Hence, the first year losing the championship to Dallas. They had to come from yeah. separate systems, separate teams, come together. Uh, Eric Spolstra was essentially a new coach, new head coach at the time. So it was all fresh. Golden State just went, what, 73-9? and nine? Yeah. Established. They already won a title. They were back-to-back, back-to-back. Yeah, it's different. Coach, best three-pointer, three-point shooter in the world. The second-best three-point shooter in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and you put in one of the best players of all time just yeah add that in, bro that and i've argued that for so long it is i i can see where people say well lebron did the same thing but if you actually dig deeper it, it's it's totally different they adjusted the rooney rule the nfl did you see this i did not they so should be interesting but i did i i think this was what i was looking for because you mentioned like when we got off the pod and you find news and you're like, damn, I wish I knew that or I wish that had come up. This was one of those things. And it's NFL says all teams must add minority offensive coach expands running rule to include women. So all 30, 32 teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. Part of a series of policy enhancements announced Monday to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. So a coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the policy adopted by NFL owners uh, during the annual meeting. Um, yeah, dude, what do what do we? I mean, what do we think about this? I think I kind of remember that now. Um, I can keep going here. I can keep filling you in. So uh, you got um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't kind know. Kind of odd timing. Same thing. Kind of odd timing with all the Brian Flores stuff going on and Mike Tomlin and yeah, funny timing and for this. The thing is, it's now it's like, all right, we're going to force you. I don't want to hire these minorities. All right. We're going to force you guys to. Yeah. Offensive. Da, da, da. I like the inclusion of women in it. Um, just I feel like they're thinking a little bit for the first time thinking a little bit ahead of the head that's of the what i was gonna say is they're they're kind of they're they're killing that bug before it grows sort of thing yeah and but ultimately does it fix the problem i am not sure because ultimately now it's just now it's just the nfl being like you have guys get them off our backs you have to fi- you have to hire a minority offensive coach like not so because it feels more like they're covering their ass than they're being proactive is what you're thinking mm-hmm. yeah being reactive instead you. of proactive i mean that's the nfl for you um they're a little proactive with the women yeah that was that was surprising to me i was like oh look at you being somewhat proactive just a little bit get ahead of it <laughs> just a little bit but it i don't think in the long run, I don't think it. This is not a win by any means because it's just it. it it's like forcing. Like 
Yeah. Alex, we're going to force you to have to, you know, get on sliced apples. Every well, I got a better one for you. So like you get caught cheating on something and your parents get called into the principal's office and they say, you know, you, David was caught cheating here for the next like three weeks. You are actively studying in front of your parents to show them that you're studying for your test. And you're not cheating. And then you go in and take the test and you didn't cheat on that test. It's kind of the same idea. Like you've already been caught, but now you're trying to do the right thing, but it doesn't correct what you did in the past. You know, you should have been studying the whole time. You should have never cheated. It's the same idea. It's like, okay, now that all this Brian Flores stuff is here, now you're, this is a very strange time to adjust this. Not only that, it's just, it doesn't do anything to help the problem. Exactly. Um, Forcing these GMs and team owners to hire a minority offensive coach probably a slap on the wrist for them they, they don't okay cool but it made it me wonder that, like what's the lowest position offensive coach wise that you can hire like can you hire a ball boy for the quarterbacks and that be your minority fill like if so it'd be really really interesting to see how teams abide by this rule because they're going to look for that but it ultimately doesn't change the problem in which the perception and the the minorities not getting a fair chance and this is just like in life and just real life in general as well you can't you can't force somebody with a rule like that to change who they are how they are how they hire and whatnot it, it, it's it's that you got to do more than that um, you got to hold them accountable. You can't just force them to study every single day. Yeah. It doesn't mean they won't cheat on the test. You got to let them learn. You got to find a way for them to learn. If you put in the work the right way, you don't have to cheat on the test. Yeah, exactly. And you could get a hundred, get an A all by yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things. So it's 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 a uh, when you see those commercials of the what is it where they slap that rubber thing, the thing is leaking, and they slap the what is it oh, called? Rubber, yeah, the, seal, rubber, seal, rubber seal or whatever. Yeah, it's a uh, it's the guy and he rides the boat with it like glued. The boat is like I'm glued. pretty sure it's rubber seal, but it's like that commercial and the the water's flowing all out. But instead of putting a rubber seal, they put like a band aid, and it's still it's still le- it's still leaking out. But flex seal, flex seal. There we go. That's what it is. I'm with you though on the the idea that it's like you say you're you're putting a band aid on the real issue. I mean, the real issue is the fact that Brian Flores was fired after having an incredible season, but two two se- two or three seasons that he had those magnificent runs after being one in six or whatever. He went seven or eight in a row. I mean, it was incredible to, to rally a, a team, a locker room to make a potential playoff berth. And then you fire him. And then the word comes out that the owner was paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars and going around. It's just to make an amendment to a rule that is essentially a checkbox does not fix a problem. Right. 
Like yeah. that's not in, in life in general. If a rule doesn't work, amending that rule isn't necessarily going to solve the problem. Like you have to instill a new rule or you have to instill regulations or you have to something that changes because if you're just going to keep amending the same thing, it's not going to make a difference. Like you're, it's still at its core, the same rule. This is, I mean, I like that they're shooting for diversity. Honestly, if I'm going to take a different angle from it, uh, because I agree with you mostly, but for the the sake of conversation, I think a, a good angle is if you force this issue enough over a, a long period of time and force organizations to abide by this dumb rule, then ultimately it just becomes natural at that point, right? Like you force it enough and it becomes natural. Like, for example, going or even better, reading. If you're forcing yourself to read every single day, like ultimately you're not going to take very much away from it because you're just forcing yourself you're not really paying attention but ultimately over time like you will pick up things and eventually it'll become a habit and it'll just become normal at that point right so it's almost like the angle they're taking is like let's just force feed this minority rule until the point where it's like normal and we catch up and we'll just deal with the heat until then it's like the definition of being reactive and it's so silly because it's ignoring the fact that you can do it a better way, but instead we're just going to keep forcing this and hope eventually that it changes. It's the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but good for them, I guess. They, they checked the box. <laughs> good for them. Yeah. They had their annual meeting. They're like, hey, there's been some issues about the Rooney Rule. We've got Brian Flores. Like, We should adge- uh, address this. They make a minor adjustment. They check the box. Here we go. NFL being reactive. Same old NFL. Good old boys club. Yeah. But I just want to throw that in there. And then the last little football thing is we're getting a boy, Dan Campbell and the Detroit lions for hard knocks, which I'm very glad for because I didn't even watch the last hard knocks. It was so boring. So LA. And so this is the chargers in the, in the Rams. Like who cares? Kind of cool, but it's kind of like the same time. Was it? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Sure. Oh, you're going to fact check me. I feel like that was the COVID year. Oh, it was the Cowboys. No, it was the Colts. Remember, they did the hard knocks in season. Oh, but they did the Cowboys before the season. Yes. See, I knew it. Oh, you're right. Okay. Well, did I watch that? I think I did. No, I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it. So if if we didn't, if we didn't talk about it, then I didn't watch it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It sucks. Two fans. It sucks. Facts. I haven't watched it and it sucks because it's the Cowboys. But Detroit Lions, thank God some good things are happening there. Shout mm-hmm. out to our AM alum, Dan Campbell. Love that man. Whoop. I would I would run through a wall for him. Uh that's everything I got. That's all the NFL news and everything. We'll I'm, circle I'm... back on Monday and we'll have a pretty good idea of NBA playoffs. We're gonna start watching the NBA playoffs pretty regularly. Sheesh. Are you excited? Uh, sort of. I just hope I keep winning money, bro. That's that's it, bro. Bro, you're so obsessed with this little app now. Hey, bro. Are you winning? Like, are you actually winning? Or have you you deposited your own money into the account yet? I've paid myself back from what I originally deposited. Okay. That's a start. I'm not... That's a start. I'm not stupid winning, but... 
I'm winning you're, you're up. slowly but surely winning. You're in the green. Okay. I'm in the green. I'm in a good green. You, you just got to be careful of what you say because T-Mill, T-Mill will do. He's going to come on here and he's going to call you out because you called him out on his betting. <laughs> he's going to call you out. You better watch it. Yikes. Yikes. Two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod on Twitter, Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram, as well as YouTube and TikTok, Slice Devils Podcast. One word, all lowercase. Slice Devils Podcast, and uh, we will see you next time.